Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts, and today we're going to get to talk to Wasika driver Dave Bathke. We're also going to hear from Holly from Foamcraft Packaging, James from VP Racing Fuels, and our old friend Speed the Sauce Man from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings, right after a few words from our sponsors. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. Toner's Lake Carding Facility offers dirt oval carding at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great cart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair cart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Karting, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakekarting.org for more details. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684-2100 or online at mizgin.com. Miskin Auto Parts, in God we trust. If your classic isn't so classic, bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Oatana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floors. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, stop into one of their two locations in Louisville, Minnesota or Zering, Iowa. Call 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. Hi, this is Dave Ewerson from Heartland Lubricants and Chemicals, the VP Race Gas Distributor. You are listening to Driver's Segment on The Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver's Segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Dave Bathke. And Dave, let's go back to being in service and being stationed in Colorado. How did you get involved in racing out in Colorado? Because there's a really cool picture of your old coupe you ran on asphalt. Yeah, we uh, was stationed at Fort Carson in Colorado. Got to be real good friends with a couple that ran a filling station just outside of the Colorado Springs. And they were big into racing. And uh, 
a couple of my buddies and myself, they talked us into getting a car and uh, running out there at the local track, and they knew where their body was, and we went out and dragged it out of the woods, and I built a motor and put in and put it together, and we raced out at the Colorado Springs asphalt half-mile track there for a year or so. And back when you first started, the flathead was a motor of choice, and there was a lot of different ways you could soup that up. Those flatheads were fast back in those days. Yeah, that was, uh, you got a mercury block or whatever, bored it, and ported and cammed it, and they were, it was a good engine. Dave, how did you end up getting from Colorado back here to Waseca, Minnesota? Well, here's where where I was from. So after service, I came back here and and helped my dad farm for a year there. He was laid up and went to work at the uh, Pontiac Garage in town here as a mechanic, which I worked at before I went into service and went back to work there and uh, so forth. And then uh, another fella there had a, an old 51 Ford. He'd gotten another car and he thought he should turned that one into a race car so we built it and at that time St. Peter track was running and so we took it over to St. Peter and ran it in St. Peter track over there for a, for a year or so and that was pretty much stock we didn't do anything with it never did did too much as far as winning either with it but we had a good time and obviously he learned that you had some driving experience from Colorado by talking around the shop and ended up that he wasn't interested in driving, but you were. Right. He he had no interest in driving. He just wanted to get his old car out there, see it on the track, I guess. Well, speaking of St. Peter, you happen to have one of the only St. Peter racing trophies that I've ever seen, and there can't be a whole lot around anymore. How did you end up winning that trophy? Do you remember that particular night? Oh, I guess I won the, happened to win the feature in that particular night, which didn't happen very often, so got lucky. St. Peter Speedway has been gone a long time, but sitting here, you have that trophy from St. Peter. Talk about the Speedway for the listeners. Where was it located in town? What was the facility like? And what was the track size? Well, it was located on the, kind of the north edge of uh, St. Peter, north and a little bit to the west, I guess, on the edge. And it was in the sand. There was, wasn't anything fancy. There wasn't really a grandstand. You kind of sat on the side of the hill. I don't know, it ran for, I don't know, 25, 30 years maybe. It, it was an old track. But then the city started moving out that way, and I think it closed around the early 70s, I think. A lot of people forget about that aspect of racing, too. Back when some of these tracks were first built, you went in with your family, threw down a blanket, maybe brought a picnic basket, and just paid for admission to get into the facility, but you actually brought your own food because there probably wasn't any concession stands available and just sat on the hill in the grass. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it was there. They they did have a popcorn wagon there, 
one night that did blow up. I don't know, he must have had a gas leak or something. Anyway, it turned into one big fire. That had to be an exciting night at the races. Yeah, I think it was. It's something that people probably didn't forget that we're there. You worked as a mechanic at the GM dealership here in Wasika. When did you get started, and what are your memories of working there, and where was it located here in Wasika? Well, it was right downtown at that time. Uh, I, When I got started, it was back when I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. And at that time, they had a class where you could kind of go and be an apprentice or whatever and and work at a business place. And uh, I happened to get in the garage there, and that's when I started. And worked there my pretty much for, I don't know, twenty better than 25 years, I guess. And after I came back from service, I went back back to work there. After racing that initial race car at St. Peter's Speedway, you came back and built a 66 Pontiac race car. Did you choose that car because of your experience at the GM dealership and have a feeling that that would make a great car? Well, yeah, that was part of it, and and uh, this car became available at a pretty reasonable price, so uh, the two kind of went together and uh, worked out real well. A lot of the stories that I hear from back then is it's more price than if it was a decent car. Yeah, yeah. it, it had been setting for a year or two. It hadn't been run, and uh, the engine needed work and so forth, but that was fine. We we could take care of that, no problem. So it worked out real well. The hobby stock division back then, what were the rules of that division, or was it pretty basic? It was pretty basic. You do, you couldn't do too much to it, uh, at least not that anybody could see. Uh, so, no, that, uh, it was a fun division. You didn't have a lot tied up in it and uh, didn't feel too bad if you got a few bumps and scrapes. So it was fun. Don't tell me any drivers back then might be doing something that might have skirted around the rules. <laughs> oh, no, no, nobody would do that. Uh, <laughs> You raced at Cannon River Speedway in Morristown. That track had a crazy reputation of having some unusual entertainment to draw fans in, including guys like the Flying Oki. Yeah, they had uh, kind of halftime entertainment there. They, uh, oh, I remember one night they had a rollover contest who could roll a car over the most times and so forth. They had a ramp built and you drove up and saw how many times you could roll the car and the one that rolled it the furthest was the winner so yeah i had a lot of they had a lot of different things like that for entertainment cannon river speedway hosted a great group of talented drivers including dave noble and they were the only track i knew that also played the canadian national anthem because tommy nesbitt came down all the way from thunder bay canada yeah we had drivers came in from all over there. It was a nice track, a nice grandstand, nice facility. I, I really hated to see that close. You got to know Dave Noble away from the track by going to GM mechanics training with him. Yeah, that's where I first got to know Dave. He worked for a GM dealer in Austin, and we had a GM training center up in Golden Valley, up in the Minneapolis there. 
and uh, I'd met him up there, so I got to know him there, and uh, and I'd seen him race before and so forth, so I got to know him a little bit, stopped down and visited him at his house every once in a while, so nice fella. I'm sitting here next to one of the coolest trophies I've seen in a long time. It's actually a dual trophy from Cannon River Speedway in Morristown. You won at both tracks, the Rice County Fair and Cannon River in a single weekend, and you got that trophy. Talk about that whole event and how it came about. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to win at the Cannon River and the at the local week, at the weekly race there, and then they had uh, uh, kind of an incentive that uh, they wanted everybody to come over to the Faribault County Fair, which which Jim Hermel was promoting, and and I got lucky again and happened to win the feature at the fair, so that worked out real well. The Rice County Fair, actually, when you see pictures of the old track, it was a great racing facility. Just the sad part is it was in town and too many complaints about the noise yeah yeah that's that's right they kind of limited their racing and that was a half mile track as well uh which we weren't used to running on either so but no it otherwise it was a nice track a nice facility it's too bad it couldn't have been used more i have heard so many stories from the kids of drivers at the Cannon River Speedway in Morristown, that they loved to go to that track with their parents because they could play around with their friends and the river was right there. Your son seemed to really enjoy going over there. Oh, yeah, he he enjoyed it. Yeah, they did. The wife and my son and and some friends would always come over. So, no, it it was a fun place. I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. Who were some of the other Waseca drivers that listeners may remember that were racing about that time you were? Uh, I'll have to think a little bit. <laughs> Bruce Bruce Wilker ran over there, and uh, I think the Lamont boys ran there, and uh, that's about all I can remember from Waseca right now. Yeah, The Lamont boys would have been Highway 14 Auto Salvage, correct? Right, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Memories of the first time you attended the Minnesota State Fair? Oh, I was, I don't know, I I suppose I was um, probably just a freshman or so in school and uh, got up there and it was quite a little different from the Wasika County Fair. You did a lot of walking, a lot of things to see, and a heck of a lot of people. So it was pretty impressive for a farm boy. When and how did you inquire about possibly getting a job to work at the Minnesota State Fair? Oh, I had a friend that worked up there, and he was kind of after me after I got out of service there to come up there and work. He would, he had worked there. His dad had worked there. His grandfather had worked there. And uh, he kind of talked me into it. And another thing that wasn't too hard to talk me into was they had racing every day up there at that time. You work up there, you could usually get some time off to go watch the races. So that's it. Uh, he didn't have to twist my arm too hard. So I've I worked up there, I guess, altogether 59 years total. And you talk about being the grandstand captain of the Minnesota State Fair for 59 years in charge of the ticket takers and ushers. 
Racing was a huge part of the grandstand events for many years, and sometimes almost every single day of the fair they were racing. Yeah, years ago they did race every day. Uh, you had the uh, oh, the big cars, the uh, late models and so forth, and uh, motorcycles. They would come in on the weekends, and then during the week you'd have the local, different divisions of the local racers would come up and run during the week. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty much a uh, race every day. You know, the fair back then ran 10 days, and then they extended it to 12 after a while. The first years I was up there, it was a dirt track, and uh, that was some of the best racing, really, was on the dirt track. But that didn't work real well with the exhibitors and so forth on the, around the fairgrounds there. It raised a little dust and... Uh, dirt and then they blacktopped it i believe it was in the middle 60s 66 i think is when it was blacktopped so then we had races on asphalt after that you also had the chance to meet some of these drivers during your off time when the grandstands weren't full of people who were some of them that stand out to you over the years no i met met a lot of different ones over the years but uh I don't know anybody that really stands out, I guess. I know when you look through the list of drivers like Johnny Rutherford and A.J. Foyt and Scratch Daniels and Jerry Reichert and those guys that were racing up there when you were first getting started, that was an amazing group of guys to watch on a dirt track. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had all the big names were up there at one time or another, and uh, there was some great racing that day. It really was. And we had people come from all over. I talked to different people that came up from Kansas and Nebraska. They would camp at the fairgrounds and during the races. It just came up there just for the races. They came from all over for the races. So I know that was, that was good. Was there a single race that's memorable to you that stood out at the state fair, either because of an incident during the race or because of the huge crowd and publicity that went along with it? Well, there was this one race that uh, kind of a sad thing. He, uh, the cars came around, and, and this one car stopped right in front of the grandstand there, and the guy had apparently had a heart attack, and uh, he passed away. I don't know whether it was right on the track or after he, they took him to the hospital, but that was one race that I won't forget. Along with racing, you got to see thrill shows and concerts. The biggest names in the country played at the Minnesota State Fair. What are a couple that stand out to you? Well, Johnny Cash was there a couple times. He put on a, a real good show. And uh, Willie Nelson, of course, he was there many times, and uh, he always put on a good show. And I remember the, one of the first times he was up there, at, we ran a double show at that time. We had an earlier one in the evening and then a later evening show. And the later evening show, he uh, had fireworks after the shows, and there was kind of a, a, a 11 o'clock time when the fireworks were supposed to be over, curfew. And uh, old Willie, he kept right on a play, and they finally had to pull the plug in order to get him to quit playing. So that was kind of, kind of interesting. 
Dave, you were also instrumental in bringing demolition derby events to this area back in the 60s. Talk about how that all came about. Did you see it out in Colorado? Yeah, I'd had a little exposure to it out there, so I kind of knew what it was about. It, around here, there really wasn't any uh, Otana Fair, but nobody had it around here. And I belonged to the JCs, which was a pretty active group in town here, and uh, they were always looking for a money-raising event or whatever, and the fair board was always looking for something to put on in front of the grandstand, so... I had to kind of sell it to both parties there. The fair board wasn't uh, too excited about it to start with, and uh, but eventually I did. I believe that was back in, I don't know, 65, 66. And, uh, so that was the first one, and then I ran it here for 10 years till I turned it over to somebody else. And then another uh, friend of, I, of mine, uh, we incorporated and and he was in the insurance business, so we offered a package to some of the other fairs around here, and uh, and uh, we put them on at uh, oh, up at Lee Center and Scott County and different fairs. Ran that for I don't know ten years or so. So yeah, that was my demolition derby story, I guess. And sometimes the hardest part of getting something going like that is selling the idea to the fair board. Yeah. They, like I say, they most of the most of the things that they did put on weren't big money makers, or they lost money on, so they were weren't too excited at first. And uh, and it was the same way with getting participants. Nobody was familiar with it; they didn't know what you had to do, and so you pretty much had to go out and talk to people that you thought would be interested to go around to all the garages filling stations give them entry bikes and and uh, kind of give them a prep talk to sell the sport as well so yeah it wasn't as easy as what it is today as far as getting entrance you had to actually spread the excitement right yep yeah your son iron mike and grandson crusher kyle really took to derby racing and your grandson he still carries your old racing number (laughs) yeah he does yeah he's really gotten into it it's almost turned into a full-time job for him he he comes home from work and he works on his cars so yeah it keeps him busy you definitely got something started there (laughs) i guess so for 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 the better or not, I don't know, but it, it keeps them keeps them out of trouble, I guess. You also would have been there when they removed the racetrack from the Minnesota State Fair. What were your memories of that and the reactions of those longtime fairgoers that came strictly for the races? Yeah, that was a sad time when they tore the racetrack out of there. I hated to see that, and uh, and used to get a lot of a lot of feedback from from the old-time race fans there. I hated to see that go, and uh, but I guess that's a sign of the times. Well, Dave, we are sitting here at a table just covered with old memorabilia, Joey Chitwood, Daredevil Thrill Show programs, St. Peter Speedway programs, Cannon River Speedway programs. Thank goodness you preserved all of this because... This is just a treasure. It's amazing to look back and and see all this, and it's got to bring back some amazing memories for yourself as well. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It's fun to look back and kind of relive the past a little bit. So, yeah, it's good. Dave, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today, and also thank you for bringing Demolition Derby to our area. There are so many people out there listening that participate in Derby or enjoy going to the Derby races, and thank you for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Yeah, thank you. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal, trash pickup services, and roll-off dumpsters at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Contact Shevland Enterprises today, and new customers will get six months for the price of four if you prepay. Call 528-9900. That's 528 528-9900. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. Racer owner Ben Bainey and racer Travis Underdahl service the entire cow's listening area. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today at 256-7766. That's 256-7766. We can all think back to the first time we experienced real horsepower. Hi, this is Corey at Byers Engine Service. Whether it's that pin-you-in-the-seat feeling of a big-block Chevy, the roar of a healthy 340, or the joy of a perfectly tuned flathead, here at Byers Engine Service, we service them all. Strip to street, dirt track to asphalt, or just cruising the strip. Stop by and check us out at 2915 20th Street Southeast in Rochester. Or call 507-282-5586. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coating offers a scientific process that uses electricity and heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme can deliver media blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Custom colors and exhaust coatings are available also. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is the only museum in the world that's solely dedicated to sprint car racing. Located in Knoxville, Iowa, next to the world-famous Knoxville Raceway, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open year-round for race fans to come in and learn more about sprint car racing. You'll see 30 to 35 race cars on display that are constantly changing throughout the year. In addition, you'll find memorabilia, historic race shops, and racing videos inside the museum next to the sprint cars. There's a racing movie theater on the museum's second floor, all of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees plaques and stories on display, a panoramic view of Knoxville Raceway, and the world's largest sprint car retail store, all at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Fast shafts, drive shafts are used by Jake Tim, Tom Barry Jr., Derek Ramirez, Kyle Strickler, Jonathan Davenport, Derek Green, Dalen Murdy, and more, and they currently build drive shafts for 90% of the major chassis builders. Fast shafts is also a longtime title sponsor of the IMCA Fast Shafts All-Star Invitational at the IMCA Super Nationals and support a number of competitive series nationwide. Buy directly from Fast Shafts or from their network of dealers. Shipping daily across the country or worldwide. See FastShafts.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Holly at Foamcraft Packaging, and Holly, packaging the impossible inside the possible. 
Holly, that is really what foam craft packaging is all about. Coming up with cost-effective packaging solutions for your customers. Absolutely. We are always looking for new and different ways to make packaging work for our customer. And that's what our main thing is to take care of the customer. Foamcraft can also come up with packaging for something the size of a penny all the way up to something the size of an ATV. That is correct. We actually built a crate to send an ATV over shores. So we got that all packaged up and we do really small foam inserts for little electronic components. And speaking about sending something overseas, that opens up a whole other can of worms with sending wood and different products. It all has to be pest controlled and everything. Yep, so all of our wood comes into us heat treated and we also stamp it here. We're a NELMA certified company, so everything that we do is heat treated and NELMA stamped. Foam craft packaging also works closely with each customer to maximize their business's profitability. Designing a package that does the job without costing too much, it's really a fine line you walk. It absolutely is, and that's why we have three designers in-house that partner closely with our customers to make sure they're getting exactly what they're looking for at a low cost. And that's what really makes working with Foamcraft Packaging a huge benefit to a client. Because when they call in here, everything is done in-house. You're talking to somebody on the phone that understands packaging. You have designers here that will design it. You can go out and produce it and come back and hand them a sample. Absolutely. We do samples on a daily basis. We send it into design. We get a sample out to you. You can test it and make sure it works for you. If it doesn't, we can make quick minor adjustments so that it will work for you. The other thing that you can do here is design a package that will absolutely protect an item during shipping from the possibility of damage. Obviously, that will cost more if you're doing sensitive electronics or some type of expensive artifact, but the possibility is there. It absolutely is. A lot of our foam inserts, foam end caps, is to protect the electronics in packaging to make sure that they're not damaged and that they're arriving exactly how you had sent them out. What does a typical foam craft packaging customer look like? What types of businesses and industries do you work with on a daily basis that would benefit from being a foam craft packaging client? We work with a lot in the medical fields, the electronic fields, other packaging companies that are using us to do more specialized stuff that they're not equipped for. We have a wide range of customers all over the U.S. If a company has an in-house packaging department, how can you benefit those customers? What can you do to help make their life easier in the in-house packaging department? Well, for instance, if they're using foam, we work with a wide variety of different types of foam, and we have a lot of knowledge when it comes to that, where another packaging company might be more into like a corrugated company, and they might not know as much about foam as we do. 
If a company doesn't have an in-house packaging department, Foamcraft can become that department for that company. Absolutely, and that's where our three designers come into play again because they know exactly what would work best for packaging different like electronic components or end cap component. They know what types of foam to be using. Really what you're saying is it's just years of knowledge compiled into all of the employees here that you've learned to design stuff that fits those customers' needs. Yes, we have quite a range of employees that have been with us for a long time and know what we do and the stuff that we do really well with the wood and the foam and kind of what to use and what hasn't worked for us in the past and what works really well now. To really see all the foam craft packaging's capabilities, you have a really nice website that you can look through and see samples of what you do and cover all of the different products that you offer. Yep, and you can come see that website at www.foamcraftpackaging.com. How can they learn more? Or if they'd like a tour of the facility to see some of the packages you make here, is that also a possibility? Absolutely. We're doing tours all the time. We have a couple new machines that are really neat to watch and process. You can always get a hold of me or Bob or Donna or even one of our sales guys, Greg or Brian, would be more than happy to have you come out and take a tour and show you exactly what it is that we can do for you. Holly, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on The Dirt Show and have a great day. Thank you so much. If you have a vehicle accident, go with a professional. Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are the definition of professionals. For over 42 years, they have dedicated their lives to collision repair along with the training, knowledge, and skills that come with the job. Go with the pros. Midwest Collision in Faribault. 507-332-2434. Does your car suffer from rough idling and stalling? Does it hesitate when you take off from the traffic light? If it does, it could be due to dirty fuel injectors. Clean your car's fuel injection system with Justice Brothers Fuel Injection System Cleaner. It cleans the important parts of your fuel system and helps to restore normal operation. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. Available wherever fine automotive products are sold. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt, hauled call 455-3524 at arrow race wheels they put their customers first and appreciate the loyalty the racers have for the company arrow race wheels is willing to work with anyone who has a question or problem the only way to stay on top is to listen to the people putting us there if you want to run with the winners see arrowracingwheels.com or call 888-895-2376 today Rhino Ag offers the most complete rear blade line in the industry. Whether your tractor has 30 or 300 horsepower, Rhino offers a blade to accomplish any task. Don't settle for the cheap imitations. Buy Rhino, building the best since 1934. Check out the full line of landscape and construction equipment today at rhinoag.com. 
Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by James Forrest from VP Racing Fuels. And James, I saw a question on the internet. Is VP Fuel worth it? And the answer was, for the weekend racer, it offers optimum level fuel consistency and peace of mind, knowing they'll never get a bad batch. Can you really put a price on something like that? Thanks again for having me, Clayton. And no, to answer that question, I don't think you can, whether you're the weekend racer, whether you're uh, performance-driven, or whether this is your job. Consistency has always been the key with VP Racing Fuels. We have prided ourselves for years in consistently making and producing the best race fuel on the planet. VP Mattitives, you carry a full line of Mattitives designed to prevent or resolve fuel-related problems before they pop up, keeping your fuel system performing at an optimum level at all times. Absolutely. The additive program, which we call Mattitives, we came out with several years ago, and it has just changed the face with us in the consumer products division. We have fuel stabilizers. Uh, diesel all-in-one conditioners, ultramarine treatment, 7-in-1 fuel treatment. We have Stay Frosty race-ready coolant and a high-performance coolant. The high-performance, it, it has some glycol in it, so it's good to temperatures, freeze protection down to zero. The race-ready has zero glycol. But the thing about these, they drastically reduce engine temperatures, which gives you more horsepower and more torque. VP Racing Fuels also carries everything you need to pour it, store it, and pump it. Absolutely. The VP Motorsports containers, we have the five-gallon, we have the three-gallon motorsports containers. We also have power spouts. These are for the five-gallon containers. We have the VP Easy Spout for the gallon and quart cans. We have the deluxe hoses and the trigger fluid control system hose, which is really cool. You can actually control the amount of flow that you have for whatever application you're using. So yeah, great products, just great additional products. Your fuels also come in easy to use containers, whether it's a pint for your RC car, a five gallon pail for your dirt bike, or a 55 gallon drum for your race shop. Absolutely. We also have totes that we've used in the past. So getting it to the track, whether it's in drums or five-gallon pails, it's all about the convenience for the racer there. So as far as distributors go, we have some master distributors as well. They choose to buy some of this stuff in the 275-gallon totes as well as the drums or in bulk. To go along with the long line of performance fuels, you now offer VP racing oils to keep the internal engine parts lubricated and protected. Absolutely. We have a full line of oils that I believe are second to none from our pro-grade full synthetic to our high-performance synthetic blend. We also have VP traditional, which is a non-synthetic racing oil, um, and the classic for some of the old cars. Um, we have the nitro racing oils, we have diesel racing oils, so just a wide variety of lubricants that you can choose from for the protection of your motor. If you have any questions 
about any products that VP carries and you see a VP rep at your local track or any event, don't be afraid to ask them because these guys are a wealth of knowledge about what they carry. Absolutely. Anytime you run into a VP rep or anyone of our master distributors or dealers anywhere that you may go, they can get you the answers that you're looking for. We also have general tech lines, race tech lines, drag tech lines. Please feel free to contact anytime and let us know. James, how can they find out more about VP Racing products and all of the cool stuff that you carry? Again, you can go to vpracingfuels.com. Our website will give you a list of all of our regional locations. You can contact them or, like we said earlier, anytime you see a VP representative anywhere, please come up and we'll help you in any way we can. James, thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show. I always look forward to it. Plain thanks for having me. I always appreciate being there. Since 1997, Weir's Machine has been innovating the finest products in the racing industry. We also manufacture the Ultra Force Load Machines and develop the Ultra Force Suspension Software, which allows you to take your program to the next level. Be sure to check out the all-new Circle Track app, your ultimate go-to spot for race team information. Keep track of your maintenance schedule, parts list, car setups, and more. Proudly made in the USA, champions across the country choose Weir's Machine, Ultra Force, and the Circle Track app to take them to victory lane. Shop now at Weir'sMachine.com, UltraForceTech.com, and the all-new CircleTrackApp.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Weir's Machine. Packaging the impossible inside the possible through service, quality, and expertise. Hi, this is Holly, the new general manager at Foamcraft Packaging. We are your foam and wood packaging experts in Minnesota. If you are a business owner or in charge of your packaging, we want to talk to you. We specialize in designing and manufacturing wood crates, pallets, and foam inserts and are here to help keep your products protected in transit. We are here to help you. Visit us at foamcraftpackaging.com. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Hi, this is Steve from Poles Electric. Do you have electrical projects in your future? Coles Electric can help. Coles Electric offers industrial, commercial, farm, and residential electrical services in Minnesota and Northern Iowa. We have 24-hour emergency service, design build, automation, underground boring, solar installation, and much more. Coles Electric has a great staff and can assist you with your electrical needs. Look us up at coleselectric.com or call us at 507-451-1387. 
Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Speed the Sauce Man and Speed Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings gets involved in a lot of things. I got to talk to you about Ragbra because the people that were there really appreciated the food that you served. Well, I'll tell you what, Clay, Ragbra has been a fun thing. What it is, it's the Register's Annual Bike Ride Across Iowa is what that stands for. And bike riders go from the west coast to the east coast of Iowa, and then they go through a lot of different towns, and then they overnight, needless to say, in some towns along the way. In the early years, we used to feed at all the overnight stops all the way across the state, and now we just do usually one night, once a while, two nights. We normally hook up with a nonprofit someplace, and if it's going through Carroll, Iowa, we always hook up with New Hope, which is home for mentally and physically challenged adults and they're great people to work with the people there even in the homes in there they live in like cottages so to speak and a lot of them work out in the community in different grocery stores and stuff but it's just a great cause and me and my late wife judy were very involved in it because we had friends that had kids that were in the home there. And so we've been uh, worked with New Hope for many, many years, helping them raise money. And they've just got a great group of volunteers that help us. So we set up the city of Carroll, give us a very, very good location with our cookies, rib wagon and stuff. And we got all set up and did ribs and pulled pork sandwiches. And then we did a barbecued pork Sunday, which is we use uh, Mrs. Jerry's gourmet mac and cheese. We put that in the bottom and put about four or five ounces of that in the bottom and top it with four ounces of pulled pork with barbecue sauce on it. And I'll tell you, people just go nuts for those because they get that barbecue pork on the top and then Mrs. Jerry's gourmet mac and cheese is just to die for. It's got, I think, like four or five different cheeses blend into it. And it's a kind of a white color, so it really looks pretty. We serve it in a clear cup. And really looks pretty, and I'll tell you, is it ever tasty? And and we just did that on a few events this year, and we did it, of course, on Rag Brian Carroll, and they just went nuts over the barbecue pork Sunday. But we do pulled pork sandwiches and beans and coleslaw and ribs, and we did rib dinners where they got some coleslaw and mac and cheese along with their dinner. But we did one other event for them. But between that and this one here, we were able to present them with a check for $10,000 to go towards their expenses of running those homes. And it really makes you feel good when you can do that, Klein. Speed, for those listeners that want to spice up their cooking, your products are available at all the local grocery stores. Yep, it's in all all your stores. I always say it's in all your finer stores. If you're in there and you don't see cookies, it's not a finer store and you shouldn't be in there. But anyway, it's available in all the stores throughout the Midwest. Fairways, high V's, any stores affiliated with affiliated foods or associated wholesale grocers. It's in a lot of the Walmarts as well as the Menard stores. And of course, if you can't find it, it's also available online at the old cookiesbbq.com. I certainly want to thank all the, uh, the listeners out there for supporting us through the years because, you know, it's with your support that we've been able to give back to the communities as we try to do the best of our ability. Napa Auto Parts has been an important part of the farming community for as long as most of us can remember. Whether you need hydraulic hoses or fluids, batteries or battery chargers, tools or filters, the answer is always Napa. Napa is staffed with the best parts people in the business, too. And with locations throughout the listing area, you're never far from a Napa store. So don't head to the fields without heading to Napa first. 
Napa, a proud sponsor of The Dirt Show. BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment, brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Last Thursday night, August 24th, was the final night of the racing season for Kasuth County Speedway in Algona, Iowa. In the Modifieds, it was Jeremy Mills. In the Stock Cars, Gary Pesica. In the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf. In the Hobby Stocks, Brandon Nielsen. And in the Sport Compacts, Stephanie Steitler. KRA Speedway in Wilmer was also racing last Thursday night, August 24th. In the Pier Stocks, Sophie Anderson. In the Modifieds, Brian Hobbin. In the Midwest Modifieds, Jason Vertuba. In the Mod 4s, Dustin Holquist. In the Super Stocks, Dexton Cook. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel. And in the Hornets, Matthew Dittman. Hancock County Speedway in Britt, Iowa also finished off their racing season last Friday night, August 25th. In the Modifieds, Troy Morris. In the Sport Mods, Alec Fett. In the Stock Cars, Kelly Shryock. In the Hobby Stocks, Brandon Nielsen. And in the Sport Compacts, Trent Reed. Fairmont Raceway was racing last Friday night, August 25th. In the Modified A-Main, Jason Bass. In the Stock Cars, Derek Green. In the B-Mods, Ty Griffith. In the Hobby Stocks, Dustin Galbranson. In the Tuners, Slade Fitzgerald. And in the Tri-State Late Models, Blair Notdurf. Murray County Speedway also ended their racing season last Friday night, August 25th. In the Bombers, Aaron Fisher. In the Sport Compacts, Brandon Hartman. In the Hobby Stocks, Malik Sampson. In the Sport Mods, Braden Ehlers. In the Stock Cars, Justin Lunenberg. And in the Modifieds, Jesse Rogatsky. Chateau Speedway was racing last Friday night, August 25th. In the B-Mods, Zach Elward. In the Hornets, Sean Poston. In the Stock Cars, Blake Adams. In the Modifieds, Steve Wettstein. In the Midwest Modifieds, Caden Kath. In the Hobby Stocks, Scott Spittle. I-94 Speedway was racing last Friday night, August 25th. In the Short Trackers, Jeff Rohner. In the Gen X Late Models, Dave Moss. In the Midwest Modifieds, Mike Nichols. In the Modifieds, Brady Gertis. In the Wasota Late Models, Tyler Peterson. And in the Street Stocks, Eric Riley. Mississippi Thunder Speedway was racing last Friday night, August 25th. In the Hobby Stocks, Chris Hovden. In the B-Mods, Joe Chisholm. In the Modifieds, Rodney Sanders. In the USRA Late Models, Triton Krause. And in the Stock Cars, Mitch Hovden. Worthington Speedway was racing on Saturday night, August 26th. In the Bombers, Todd Coppin. In the Street Stocks, Justin Zeitner. In the Outlaw Mini Mods, Brandon Van Klompenberg. In the Hobby Stocks, Blake Lunenberg. In the Modifieds, Cole Bentz. In the Sport Mods, Braden Ehlers. In the Sport Compacts, Bubba Brown. And in the Stock Cars, Justin Lunenberg. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, August 26th. In the Hobby Stock A-Main, Corey Probst. In the Sport Compacts, Dale Gatton. In the Outlaw Hobby Division, Carl Hewitt Jr. In the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf. In the Race Saver Sprint Cars, Matt Johnson. In the Stock Cars, Ryan Bierkaset. And in the Modifieds, it was Brandon Beckendorf. Deer Creek Speedway was racing last Saturday night, August 26th. In the B-Mods, Harley Diaz. In the Modifieds, Joe Chisholm. 
in the stock cars, Kyle Falk. And in the hobby stocks, Nick Schwabach not only won the feature and the track championship, he also became king of the creek. And in the Midwest Modifieds, it was Caden Kath. Ogilvy Raceway was racing last Saturday night, August 26th. In the Modifieds, R.T. Johnson. In the Midwest Mods, Mark Froelich. In the Mod 4s, Dustin Holquist. In the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski. In the Street Stocks, Hunter Van Gilder. In the Wissota Late Models, Tyler Peterson. And in the Hornets, Payson Patron. Knoxville Raceway was racing last Saturday night, August 26th. In the 360 Wing Sprint Car A Main, Chase Randall. In the 410 Wing Sprint Car A Main, Aaron Reitzel. In the Pro Sprint A Main, Caden Higday. And in the Dirt Pro Trucks, Mason Mitchell. Viking Speedway in Alexandria was racing last Saturday night, August 26th. In the Midwest Modified A Main, Taylor Bitson. In the Modifieds, Brady Gertis. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel. In the Super Stocks, Trevor Sauer. And in the Short Trackers, Jeff Rohner. Mason City Motor Speedway was racing last Sunday night, August 27th. In the Modified A Main, Kelly Shryock. In the Stock Cars, Chance Hollitz. In the B Mods, Joe Chisholm. In the Hobby Stocks, Colby Gabell. In the Outlaw Mini Mods, Ben Krause, and in the Tuners, Oliver Monson. Granite City Motor Park was racing last Sunday night, August 27th, in the Street Stocks, Justin Pagonis, in the Hornets, Justin Skalitsky, in the Midwest Modifieds, Zach Benson, in the Mod 4s, Tommy Pagonis, in the Modifieds, Don Ishans, in the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski, and in the Wasota Late Models, Jeff Massengill. Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota was also racing last Sunday night, August 27th. In the 410 winged Outlaw Sprint Car A-Main, Justin Henderson. In the Race Saver Sprint Car A-Main, Lee Goss Jr. And in the late model Street Stock A-Main, Ron Howe. Hey Dirt Show listeners, for over 20 years, Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord, Minnesota has provided everything to modernize and improve your Hot Rod's performance. Hot Rod Hardware is your specialty aftermarket auto parts go-to solution. From radiators and brakes to suspension, handling, and power. From the drag strip to the street, dirt track to cruise nights, Hot Rod Hardware is your family-owned solution. Check us out at hotrodhardware.com or just call the guys at 507-527-1020. Or as they say, no robots, just real people. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's me, the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full-throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high-quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, smart cookies use cookies. The difference between a Hitchman fire suit and others, the difference is safety. All Hitchman fire suits are made with materials that are permanently fire resistant. That's why Nomex remains the standard. The difference is experience and innovation. Hitchman started the racing suit industry over 80 years ago. The difference is quality, value, and customer service. Your suit is an investment in your safety. And Hitchman is committed to giving you the safest and best racing suit along with friendly personal service. Hitchman, why settle for anything less? Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.